friends and first-time listeners, welcome to the Arizona Studios podcast. Whether you're new to the show or a longtime friend of the studio or just looking to pick up some helpful pro tips on how to amplify your next video content project, leave us a comment. Send us a quick introduction at info at ArizonaStudios.com. Let us know what you want to hear more of and how we can help you start recording. This podcast is about the art of making effective video content, whether it be for a small business that is struggling to build their audience, an indie filmmaker who wants to boost their crowdfunding experience, uh, or a large enterprise that just can't get their training to soak in. We take the client brief, we pick it apart, and we brainstorm creative concepts to make it good. <laughs> Make it good. Makes sense to me. <laughs> All right, Cliff. That was awesome. That was so awesome. Okay, today it's myself, Ashley, along with Alyssa. Alyssa's the 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 paperwork and and the budget side. Yep. Money. <laughs> the Dark Lord. <laughs> the Dark Lord. I do kind of feel like that's what clients think I am. Matt is our sales executive. And Nero is a cinematographer, a writer. I don't know what else you want me to say about you. Director. Director. Artist. There you go. Artist. Masterclass artist. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and I just work here. Um, just work here. <laughs> uh, so. Animator and general. Yeah, whatever. Whatever Alyssa wants me to do. That's no big deal. Um, and uh, all right. So this week we're gonna be. We're going to be introduced to Cliff Lawson of Lethal Solutions, and he is a former U.S. Army Ranger. Is that right, Cliff? <laughs> I'm, I'm Cliff, and I'm also conflicted. Conflicted? Why are you conflicted, Cliff? Oh, because, you know, there's something that's called, you know, uh, what's it called? Stolen Valor, but this is a, oh. I'm just, I just need to mentally say, okay, this is not a real person. This is just the, the, the client that's fake for this mock Wait, thing. Wait, what's Stolen Valor? It's when you're, a, like, if you... When you pretend like, like you're a part of the military and you're really not. Yeah. And you go around, oh, you go shit, around really? and, like, get people to, like, serve, like, some people buy military folk food or groceries or, like... Folks, for those of you listening at home... This is all make-believe shenanigans. <laughs> These are characters that we've made up in place of real clients. And these are their stories. Dun dun. However, that's what I needed to yeah, get my, yeah, myself yeah. in the mindset. However, yeah. if there really is a Cliff Lawson who is a former US Army Ranger, that was just complete happenstance. Come <laughs> like, on the show, Cliff. <laughs> Do you have a business? <laughs> Do you, you need solution? help with your business? <laughs> need some solution. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Is that, are you feeling better about that? Cl Cliff Lawson. <laughs> Cliff Lawson? Yes, ma'am. Okay. <laughs> awesome. If anything, you might just offend people from the South more than you will. Uh... I will. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. All right, Cliff. You look like a solid gentleman to me. Although I, I think uh, I'm sorry. Any first question for you. Yeah, okay. First question here, Cliff. <clears throat> Let's tell me about the industry you're in. So uh, after um, my, my uh, many uh, years in the military, uh, I decided to um, stay within the firearm industry because that's something that I am fully trained on. 
passionate about. And passionate yeah. about. Yeah, yes, of course. Yeah, the passion. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. For sure. Good. Next yes. question. Well, very good. Thanks for that. Um, so tell me about the product or service that you, that you currently provide with your skill set that you're passionate about. All right. Um, I am still involved by being contracted by the, by the U.S. government, by the DOD, to help train the military and certain groups. But um, that's something that I, I provide within my LLC. But I also want to reach out to the civilian market and provide um, firearm, firearm trainings to that market. And also, um, I manufacture um, some uh, nylon goods, any sort of like equipment, whether it be like vests or pouches or stuff like that, any types of accessories to, um, to use. So near, uh, <coughs> Cliff, so what are your key challenges or problems that occur in, this, in your organization? All right, some of the challenges that we've, we've been facing is um, low civilian turnout for our civilian training courses. Um, maybe it's that we um, don't have the outreach in order to get those people to um, come through our training. And um, I, I guess they're just not aware that we exist yet. And that's something I want to definitely promote. Um, and then we also have low sales on nylon equipment. Um, just. This is stuff that I, like I'm developing, just kind of like as additional income. Also, just just because of like I'm creating this um, this uh, equipment that is more dynamic and different, and whatever. Like, I want, the, uh, like yeah, I feel like the people who are buying this equipment don't know how to properly use it. Oh, so real quick, can you talk a little bit about what Cliff as a business is already doing? Like, where where are they at online? Um, you know, do they already have any existing following anywhere? Where do, where are most people finding them? Stuff like that. Okay, do let's you want me see. To break that down Maybe more? I can start with a little bit more context of where they are as like, as Cliff going into creating his own business. Maybe this will help. Have they already launched or no? They haven't even launched. They, this is the start of the launch. Okay. I think we're in the cusp of him starting okay. this business. So they haven't started building an audience at all yet. I think the business is there, but the audience isn't. And that's the, that's the challenge. Oh, okay. But I mean, but when you for the civilian market, right. because he does have the, the government like government contracts. Yeah. yeah. But those are like by word of mouth or referral, right? Like these yes. are people who just know him and his guys and keep mm -hmm. using them. Right. Okay. But online, like, because again, he's going for like general consumer stuff. Are they already present and they're just not active? Like, are they on social media? Are they, where are they at? I would say because of like the firearm industry on social media is like, kind of like you, there's a must to be a part of that. Yeah. Um, they started to develop their online presence. Gotcha. By like either posting stuff on Instagram. Right. Or creating, you know, a website to go to for contact information. Right. And also to kind of like have their gear to be ordered directly from them. So I think that's where we're at right so now. So they have a website where people can start purchasing. They just haven't noticed a lot of orders coming in. Yes. And they are active on Instagram specifically. Do you know if they're using things like Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, or no? No. Okay. 
And who's their target demographic? Like, I know consumers that would own firearms, but who can you, like, help me put that in a more specific demo? I would say probably their specific demographic is, yes, there is the, the consumers that do have firearms or purchase firearms, but, right. like, there's also the second amendment community right. with that and also well, those it. who are just enthusiasts okay. or those who are really trying to like um uh develop the skills for home defense right and maybe those who are also in the civilian world like work in law enforcement and such oh like really? they do both like okay yeah so maybe that's like they have military contracts. Mm -hmm. They would like to potentially start building contracts with local law enforcement. Yes. I'm just trying to separate the demographics. So people who would be buying the nylon goods are those more likely to be people who already own a firearm, already have experience, and are you know, more interested in building a range of products around that interest. Yes. Okay. So those are people who likely are more experienced and seasoned in the firearms community. Yes, because they're probably <laughs> buying these goods because they know what they're missing. Right. Okay, versus the civilian training courses, I feel like would that more than likely be people who are new gun owners? Within the civilian training courses, there are different levels to it. Oh. Like there's beginning, intermediate, advanced. Okay. So yeah. And then help me understand better like so beginning obviously again that's someone who's new to gun ownership and knows that they need to get training mm -hmm. at an intermediate or an advanced level what do people joining that class have to gain that they don't already know um certain techniques to be more accurate okay. to enhance your performance and also to develop their shooting skills in certain specific situations rather than the beginning class would just be being acquainted with the equipment and being, um, you know. Like comfortable. Well, yeah, comfortable around. around it and developing the confidence skills. All right. So let's say in an intermediate class, what are the type of people you'd expect to be in that class? Like are these people who work in a profession where they would carry a firearm regularly or are they more likely like hobbyists? Okay, so I would say <coughs> the intermediate would be those who are maybe coming from the um, beginner's class okay. and, and transitioning into wanting to be more intermediate, um, intermediate skill level. Right. And then the advance would be like for any like off-duty, whether it be um, off-duty police or off-duty um, service members gotcha. that want that additional training while they're not working on the job. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. So this is really like a system to build new hobbyists and then keep them inside of this program. Yes. That's cool. But I, I would say it's not restricted. Like my advanced class would not be restricted to those who are making their way from the beginners in yeah. meeting. Like you didn't so. have to take the classes with me before now to get here. Sorry, say yeah. that again? Sorry. They don't have to have taken the beginners or the intermediate class. They could just sign up for the first time ever for the advanced class. Sorry, no. Oh, okay. Um, more so like I, I mentioned that like there's off-duty police officers or off-duty like servicemen 
who would go to the advanced, but it's not restricted to just them. Okay. It, it's also those Students who went through the beginner the and class. intermediate, and then um, they do sign up and are... Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like for? if you're in like a martial arts program, basically. Yes. Like you start out at a lower level and you work your way up in the belts and then you get to be in the in the higher class. Or for people who, say for instance, have had a lot of training before then, they may come in and sign up and, yes. you know. They meet the qualifications to get to the To get advanced. to the advanced yeah. class. For Cliff, does he have any uh, impending deadlines to output the content, stuff that is immediately coming up? So impending deadlines is, um, I think we're launching these like courses. Mm. Um, I believe I put one per quarter. So okay. what is that? Every every three, three months. months. So um, the deadline we'll say. <coughs> so it's every third month. Okay. Specifically. So at the end of each quarter, a class happens. Yes. And then the two months before that is time to basically advertise before the class to get Correct. You know, butts and seats. Correct. Okay. Um, and then the pr promotion, um, real quick, just to make sure I clarify this. Mm. When is the next class? Like, how soon is that happening? December then, if we're talking okay. about, if we're having so this we're, discussion right now, right. it would be December, yeah. So just to clarify for listeners, because I don't know when this episode's coming out. So if we're, oh. <laughs> if we're meeting with Cliff on the first or second week of November, mm -hmm. and you're saying by the end of December, he needs to have something come out to advertise for his next class. Mm -hmm. Actually, if like building this relationship with you guys mm -hmm. i want to start this with a new year um so i'm having this meeting preemptive. to preemptively to start with the following year got it okay so we're coming close to the end of this year right whenever this is right and i want to start this okay this so in, uh, with a new year right so the first class we would need to advertise is going to happen on march uh January. in march, march. Yeah. in march okay got yes. it Gotcha. So we have time to build the video, and then we'll have to launch the advertising sometime before March so that it can start getting you some new clients. Right. Okay. I'm just looking at some of the other stuff you wrote down for impending deadlines. I'm oh. seeing something about releasing some new products. I have products in the pot um, pi uh, pipeline, but right. not like... In the potluck. In the potluck. Pot potluck. Oh, in the, the potluck. potluck. Like <laughs> I, have, I have products in the pipeline, okay. and I'm... I'm Planning to release a new product in the start of the new year oh, okay. before my class. So maybe right. with this release, it purchases can be made in order to also use them oh, for the class, the class and the foreseeable future. That's cool. And when it comes to products that I develop and release, it's something that hopefully has a long uh, shelf life because, I mean, it should be the product that compete that can compete with the rest of the market okay. and the rest of the tactical goods that are out there. So you have like high end nylon yes. products. Okay. And I would like to think so. I would like to think so. <laughs> um, okay, so basically it sounds like come January you're launching a new product line and that needs to be a priority. Yes. Okay. Um, so we've got about two months until a new product launch happens. Is that accurate? Right. Okay. And um, when that product releases, I'm sure that when people like 
get it into her hands and her using it, you know, some people might get it right away. And like, I'm putting instructions in there, but I also want to make sure that if anyone does have any issues or doesn't understand the written instructions that come with the product itself in the manual, that I want to be able to have videos um, accessible right. for them to watch and then understand, oh, this is how I'm supposed to set it up. Okay, that makes sense. The, the, so real quick, sorry, those are totally separate. So the promotion of the products before they release and then in addition to that, some sort of explainer videos that teach people how to use the products properly. Right. And also an advertisement to run to advertise the class. And then I'm also seeing social media videos on a weekly basis. Is that, when we say that, is that specifically your educational pieces about your products or is that something else? Well, I am trying to still like promote my products, my classes, but also myself and my team your brand. My brand? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and I, w I figured, you know, yeah. looking at other firearm industry, like, uh, companies, right. that they're doing the same thing, and I want to be able to compete. I, have a, I might not know this. Like, I might not have this right. In the firearm industry, um, in my experience, what I've seen, it seems that a lot of people in that world um, who have a good online presence shoot a lot of their own content and it's pretty like, you know, quick, simple turnaround, low grade, like, shot on their own camera, just footage of like testing out a particular um, firearm. <coughs> Do you feel like that's the case, like for most of your competitors? I feel like most of the competitors are like that and there are only a few companies that I yeah. believe are at the standard of where I would like to put Lethal Solutions at. Okay, gotcha. So you think that because the quality of your products is higher, you want the quality of your content to be higher? That's correct. That's fair. Okay. Um, makes sense because you're speaking to, I'm assuming, like a higher paying clientele than some of your competitors. I mean, the, the goods and services I'm providing also reflect with my contract in the military. So gotcha. I want both the government and also the civilian market to see my company and my services and my goods to be on the, the higher, end. higher end. Got it. Okay. Uh, understandable. Okay. Um, so we start working together. Um, you know, for you and your team, how involved are you able to be? Like, what's your schedule normally look like? So, since I have, um, I have three instructors mm -hmm. in total um, that can kind of like um, interchange when it comes to the classes I'm having each okay. quarter. Yeah. Okay. Because I'm setting up um, <laughs> civilian training courses um, once per quarter. Yeah, and it'll be a different instructor depending on when they come to the class. Yes. Okay. Um, because each instructor should maintain that consistency, so um, I'm putting it out there. They do maintain that consistency. I have a weird question. Uh -huh. You may not know the answer off the top of your head, so take sure. your time. Um, so you mentioned that you have three different levels or tiers to the class. Uh -huh. So then every quarter, do you have 
all three of those classes like right around the same time, like the intermediate, the beginner, and the advanced. I have three instructors that take care of Each. beginner. Yes, okay. yes. That's what I was curious. That's about. what. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's so how my business is set up. Basically, you have one instructor who does the beginner <laughs> class, one instructor that does the intermediate, and one instructor that does the advanced class. Yes. And all of those classes happen at the same general time, like same week, same same day, same month. Same day, different locations. Same day, different locations. Yes. Got it. Okay. All in the Phoenix area? <laughs> yes. <laughs> For the civilian training, yes. For the civilian training. Okay. Tell me a little bit about your three instructors and what their availability to film looks like. So for each quarter, mm -hmm. the last month, that's the civilian course training. And the second month of the quarter, that's when they do the military contract. All right. So the first month of okay. the quarter, everyone's available. Okay, so in January of next year, everyone will be here yes. in town. Yes. And then come the beginning of February, everyone's going to be traveling for their military contracts. Yes. Okay, and then they'll return in March. Yes. Okay, got it. Um, <clears throat> tell me a little bit about your decision process. Who's involved in that? It's me because I made this company. Fair enough. <laughs> and David Phillips, the guy that handles my money because I'm not great with it. <laughs> Well, thank God you have one of those. I'd like yes. to have one of those for myself as well. Good to know. <coughs> All right, David Phillips, got it. And then keeping in contact with you and David, how does that work? I mean, I have a cell phone number. <laughs> I have his cell phone number. Uh, he, we work in the same office. Like, I see him on a regular um, weekday basis. Okay, so... Um, if we're not... If I'm not gone for the military contract right. or on the single day that is the civilian course. So between now, which is November, and January, when all of your instructors will all be in town, let's say we want to start planning the shoot before then, because we're going to film in January. We're going to launch it by you know, February or, or March before your classes come out. Yes. So if we want to shoot in January of next year. OK. All right? Assuming mm -hmm. that that's the best time to do it. Right. We need to be planning before then. Mm -hmm. It's November right now. Between now and the beginning of January, how available will Cliff and David, the CFO, be to have meetings and things like that and prep? Being that it's November now, mm -hmm. we just have, you know, our typical, like, holidays. Right. So definitely not available on those. I don't know what days those are, how <laughs> many days those are. But um, if it's not the holiday, we would be available within the weekdays. Okay. Gotcha. Monday. So weekdays leading up to the holidays, fine. Holidays blocked out. Got yes. It. Okay. But the next two months, other than the holidays, pretty open. Yes. Okay. Awesome. So no um, military for, contracts. For Cliff now and then. David. Yeah. My other instructors are taking care right. of all the things. But they're the just actors, things. right? Like they're they're gonna they're people who need to be able to be available on camera. But to my understanding, they don't make any of the decisions. They don't make any decisions. Okay. I'm the boss. I'm the boss. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Um, okay, let's talk a little bit about the res uh, resources that you have available that need to be used or could be used when we're filming and any foreseeable challenges. Um, well, I mean, just I want to, I want to, uh, what I shared to you with how our schedule works for our company. Right. Is that going to be feasible to work with you guys? to get the promotional videos out 
and for both the training and the and for the product release of something. I mean, if we film in the month of January and we try to push out an ad by the following month, yeah, probably. Normally it takes about a month. Yeah, depending on how much content there is right, and what the limitations are for the video. Well, this is specifically in reference to the advertisement for the classes themselves. Right, so if it's a shorter thing and we only have like maybe one person talking, if any, it can always be a voiceover. Well, I think what you're going to have to do, which we'll get into in a minute, but I think you're basically going to have to advertise each individual course separately. Yeah, but because I have three courses. Yeah, and one of them is targeted toward a different demographic than the other two. Mm-hmm. Right. I did not think about that as a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome for bringing it to your attention. Thank you. Oh, oh. <laughs> I bought them apples. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so on that. Ashley, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so he, basically, he just asked you if we'd have the availability to do it, is what I heard. I mean, yeah, we'll we'll make it available for you. <laughs> like, yeah, that, I mean, the challenge is, is that, like, uh, that's our schedule. Will that work? And you're saying that it does work. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. As long as we plan appropriately with yeah. pre-production, Right. Oh. <laughs> oh. The theme of the show. Oh, yeah. burp, 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 burp. Okay. It's just an answer for everything. Pre-production. <laughs> pre-production everything. <laughs> Apply yep. pre-production to this wound. <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, you have a couple of things here, so. I think. He did kind of cover like some of, some of them kind of change with how our discussion went here because like right. this character was being developed as we talked. <laughs> All right. Cliff um, is becoming a real person. <laughs> right? Oh my god. No, not a real person is not a real person. Not, not a real, a real person. Client. Yes. Not These a real person. Up. Yes. Also, I guess we're also getting to the point of um, the challenge of budget. Um, so. Yeah, you got one? <laughs> there is, like, with all the costs of, like, travel and other expenditures and paying my instructors and myself and the other people in my staff. Um, we do have 25,000 uh, 25, per quarter. That is solely That I'm, I'm allowing to set aside for the okay, project. So I mean, for this content. For the content. For the content. content. So $25,000 per quarter to use for content. Yes. And nothing else. Just for content. Wow. But, I mean, that's, sorry, sorry, sorry. That's how much I get per quarter, and I would like to know if 25,000 would be enough to cover, like, let's say two quarters. Like, how, how much, how, how, okay, wait, wait, can, wait. I, can I, can I spread out that 25,000 to cover, you know, what, what will 20, well, wait, wait, as a client wait, 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 wait. to Arizona So Studios. do you have 25,000 flat? Or do you have 25000 per quarter that is set aside for marketing? I'm confused by that. That. Okay. okay. 25000 per quarter is available for marketing. And when we say for marketing, does that mean that a portion of that 25000 is for video content and a portion of that is for, say, like paid advertising, like boosting your post, paying labor for a marketing person or a social media person to manage those things for you? 
We manage our social media. Well, I manage our social media. Have you ever um, thought about getting somebody to manage that? I'm just uh, asking. No, I haven't. <laughs> All right. And how? And are you consistently managing that, like on a daily basis? You're posting content right now. Cliff Lawson <laughs> is really good on that social media oh, posting. Yeah? Cliff Lawson's great yeah. on social media. I just media. don't have the content or the promo promotional videos that I would like to the standard of uh, like to okay. like also post out there into right. the world. So you, you're building an audience. Yes. You're posting regularly. Yes. But you're not building enough of the right pe people. Is that what I'm hearing? Of, of the right what? Sorry, you're not building enough of the right audience, right? Because something we talked about was your competitors do cheap stuff on their own. Mm -hmm. And you want your brand to be seen as a higher tier, high-end product. Yes. Or service. Yes. Okay. At 25000 per quarter. Yes. I'm making an executive decision as the owner of Lethal Solutions. And also, I got David Phillips, my CFO, to approve <laughs> that I'm going to set aside 25000 per quarter. Which is 100000 per year. 100000 per year. Yes. Just for video marketing. Yes. Okay, well now... Because I make buttloads from the military <laughs> contracts that I have. Okay. But I'm not willing to do <laughs> divulge. Uh, that's interesting. That changes a lot in my head. Okay. <clears throat> cool. Yeah, I was thinking like 25000 total. Well, 25000 I think I'll I was be, getting honest, there, but that was If it was, was 25000 total, I'm just going to say this, like it wouldn't work. Not for the amount of content he wants to output, right? right. Like no, he's I, already I talked about that. like multiple strategies. I think Cliff found that out too. Oh yeah, and then he, like, realized, he changed that, like, and then he he hastily texted his CFO, right. <laughs> like, "No, uh, twenty five thousand per quarter right. will be put aside, allocated, allocated." Because right. we talked about basically four different types of content, and twenty five thousand annual for four different consistent content formats just would never happen. Yeah, that's yeah. not going to work. Never going to happen. Um, I'm Cliff, and I am, I understand that, and yeah. I approve the yeah. 25000 per quarter, which is 100000 But I also want to make sure that even though in the pot, in the big pot of the year. <laughs> right. Can we do it for less? Is that oh, no. I, I want to make sure that that 100000 would work, yeah. and if we can also do it for less. Right. So, and I think that's a possibility. Like I think four different formats of content coming in under a hundred thousand could be a possibility, but under twenty-five was never going to happen. No, because um, <coughs> that's that's the right. maximum budget. Like I don't want to hit you. that wall. Yeah. Well, and he might not. Or ceiling. So, what's interesting <laughs> yeah. too is that a couple things come to mind. Like, firstly, like Cliff has instructors, and they are a part of the brand, and they represent the company. Um, and he already said, like, he manages and is active on social media, which is interesting because, you know, anyone, especially, like, brand ambassadors for marketing firms would probably say, hey, you want to have your own persona, especially because people are buying you more when you're, when you're the service, right? Yeah. Like, if you are the instructor and you're selling a class and you guys are the specialists, like, you have to have a presence um, and connect with your audience directly. So I would say, like, what we would do for Cliff and his business is only going to be a portion of the total work that has to be done. Like, we're going to help him do the more pro-grade commercial content.
but in his business world, he and his instructors should also, in addition to what we're doing, be hosting like live streams on their own, like when they're out on a job, like any time that they can, like tap in and say like, hey, just landed in, you know, Texas, gonna be doing a course, uh, you know, for a military, at a military base for the next couple days. You know, tell, tell me what you guys are interested in learning more about. You know, I'm, I'd love to share with you guys what I'm working on, or at least to an extent, and what type of uh, skills we're teaching over the next however many days that I'm here. <coughs> and then check in with them consistently. So I think that a part of the work is going to be done on his team's side of having their own personas, posting their own content, and then we're just here to fill in the gaps of how do we then take their brand and elevate it to that professional grade so that he's attracting more of those high-end clientels and demographics, especially if he wants to start targeting um, you know, local law enforcement. Like if we want to get inside of that market, then it definitely needs to seem like this is the top tier, high-end, most professional training course you could put your guys through because he's not going to be speaking to like a lower level police officer. He's going to be speaking to the people at the top of the organization. One thing I just, I was curious about, I wrote a question over the beginning, this may seem a little elementary, but I feel like it just maybe needs to be asked. How did you, from a brand perspective, how did you come up with lethal, lethal solutions? I don't like to dance around things. What we do teach is lethal intent, uh -huh. and these are solutions that people need for their job, whether it be for the DOD or when they are defending themselves. Okay. Great. Thanks for answering. I'm, that. I'm not looking for anything that's child friendly. Right. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I get that. I mean, this isn't. We're not going to McDonald's playground here. Um, okay. So then, you're having low civilian turnout for civilian training courses. Is there any? I'm just looking at how do I? If I want to connect with my civilian, the civilian audience. Right. Like, how do I? get the message out there, right? Because when I, like, if I'm somebody that's like, has this experience of guns are bad. Yeah. I hear, I hear where you're going with you this. You know what I mean? Like, it's lethal almost, solution, what? Right, it's right? almost like, like you might have to like, branch the brand. Mm -hmm. Could I guess I'm like, looking. how do I, how yeah. do I touch the market in another way to generate the type of sales, maybe the A that you're looking for to try to drive that revenue, but also, like nylon equipment, like if I'm a civilian, what use would I have of the nylon equipment unless I'm expecting like yeah. I don't think that's the purge the, or something like that. You right. know, like I don't think that's off, the like demographic for that though, right? Like right. the product line is a different audience, I okay. think, than the classes. Yeah, okay. Like the civilian classes, I think you're right though. Like mm -hmm. I think that it could be dissuading to people that the branding of the company itself does sound like really, which scary. no, th like <laughs> this is a valid conversation to have mm. because this might be the case for some of our clients where mm -hmm. their brand sends a message that doesn't meet every facet of their audience. Mm -hmm. But we're not gonna tell a client, go change your name or go make right. a sub company of yours because that's not our place as a video company. Now right. what we can do is say, hey, what if we put a series title on the type of content we're gonna do for this audience mm -hmm. and we focus on, like instead of focusing on the name of the brand associated with the classes, what if we focused on the name of the class itself? Okay. Like, can we name the course that they're going to do for civilians, can it have a name that's gonna have a wider audience appeal, and that's the name we're gonna use when we tag at the end of every video for the class. Yeah. Um, so that that way it doesn't scare off people who, right. again, 
civilians who are interested in learning how to be a better gun owner, mm -hmm. how to be safer, how to be, you know, better with the tools that they have. Respectful of the use yeah, of, exactly. of the firearm that they own or firearms that they own. Yeah, without yeah. feeling like they're being enabled to, you know, bring harm, yeah, right? right? Because that's not, that's not the purpose to that person in owning that weapon. Right. Right. Well, so what I'm envisioning then is a video content for, for you there, Cliff, is, is it's kind of like somebody that's really honest all the time, brutally honest all the time. If they're really funny, the message usually lands a lot better. Mm. If they're not very funny, like somebody just hits you with like a, whatever they have to say, it's like, it's honest, but it's like, Jesus, you don't have to be such a jerk about right. it. It's almost like, how do I, if we're not going to change the brand name, right. how do I portray a message almost as humorous because it lands easier, like lethal solutions. Here are lethal solutions we provide. Killer email. Like, trying to make it some type of hilarious to the point where like somebody's like, oh my god, it's hysterical. I gotta go check out the shop even if I don't want to buy a gun. Like, well, you right. want to try and put the person at ease instead of it being so tense. Well, I exactly. think that that's one, like I think it's funny you said humor because I feel like that is one tactic, but I also feel like, and this is just my perspective, mm -hmm. like as someone who would consider who doesn't own a gun but who would consider buying one mm -hmm. like i think that you could go the opposite route and take an emotional stance and play mm. on you know me as a protector and defender like mm -hmm. me as a homeowner as a parent as a spouse like can we have a, a vulnerable conversation with our audience about you mm, know brilliant. why would you want to do something to feel safer in your own home and about being a gun owner like yep to feel like, hey, if you are responsible about it and you take authority in, in being a gun owner, um, can you make yourself and your people in your house feel safer um, and know confidently you're, you're doing it right, Yeah. right? Yeah. So I almost think that, yeah, you can go the comedy route to loosen it up a bit and draw in a specific audience, or you can, again, go for another demographic and make it more like an emotional and serious, but in a, um, heartwarming, like, relatable way. Here's your solution, Nero. You got two videos. That one and the comedy one. <laughs> you mean Cliff? I think they're, they're going to be uh, a Cliff. series. Uh, yeah. Cliff is what I meant to say. I don't know if... Yeah, go ahead, Ashley. I don't want to be this person. Okay. Because I feel like, you know, we are... want to be equal with each other, but... Okay. It sounds like the humor one, the, the one that right. plays off the humor would be more targeted towards men and the other one would be more targeted towards Which women. Which is totally fair. Yeah. yeah. You have two different, you have two different audiences and two demographics. Like, I think the comedy one is going to hit a lot better with people who already are on board for gun ownership, people who already have a weapon, like who are in that market. Mm -hmm. um, or even like, so I definitely think like, people who are part of that gun community who are really hardcore and might already be interested in their other products. Mm -hmm. That seems like something to me that sounds like it would hit well with that demographic. Mm -hmm. But I feel like the more serious side is com is compelling to the type of person who might have hesitancy around it mm -hmm. to intrigue them in, hey, if you learned how to do this right, would it, would it make you feel better about owning, owning a gun? Mm -hmm. Would it make you for, feel more compelled or interested in owning a gun? Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I do think that that speaks to the female demographic, but even, you know, just again, like men who are, you know, fulfilling the role of being like provider, the protector. provider protector in their home, right? Mm -hmm. Who, again, they have no military background, they, they've never had to use a gun, they've never been in that, like a home or a situation where they needed it. 
And so maybe they've just underestimated the, the need for it, but they've now that, for instance, I think a lot of men are in a very vulnerable place when they're, say, a new parent, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like that might change your perspective on the responsibility that you have than you had before then. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that might be a good target demo. I, I think that you could speak to, uh, especially just in general, like I think new parents is a really good audience for this type of service. Mm -hmm. uh, is that... Uh, I mean, you're a parent. Like, do you get that? Do you feel like, am well, I hitting anything yeah, I mean, that I, makes I, sense? <laughs> I mean, I've never owned a firearm because I just didn't own a firearm. Right. But now that I have a son, like, I want to own a firearm, but then at the same time, like, the fear of, like, my son. Him my getting son's into just it. like me, very curious. Right. I think he'd be, like, he'd see that, and, like, there'd be, like, the, I think every human being at some level has some kind of, like, mm, right. this is dangerous. But if you were being trained and coached by professionals who could teach you how to properly secure it mm -hmm. to ensure the optimal safety for you and your oh, yeah, I mean, I would never be upset about that. I mean, right. if you're going to buy a firearm, there's already some interest in level of like what this thing can do. It's a very powerful object. Right. 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 And then there's also like, how do I use this powerful object in such a way that's actually conducive to the use of the firearm? Right. Right. Because any intelligent human being at some level is probably like, I should probably learn how to use this thing so I don't hurt myself or others. Mm. Right. Yeah, so I think, it, I mean, the training obviously is perfect for, it's just reaching the demographic, reaching the audience that we're really right. trying to worry about here in this video production part. Yeah, I think that the output, like, again, I think that there's two different audiences. There's the ones that we have to chase, like people who aren't already looking, and then there's people who, they're already involved in this community, they're already engaged in it, and they just haven't found us, like mm -hmm. our brand, or in this case, Cliff's brand. Right. Um, so I think, yeah, I agree that doing something that's fun, comedic, has like a sort of, uh, like, hate to say it, but like sex appeal to it, I think that <laughs> that's going to meet that demo of people who are already very avid, avidly involved in the community and just haven't found this brand yet. Um, and then, uh, and again, we do it in a classier way that looks more presentable than what the competitors are doing. Because a lot of competitors in this marketplace, uh, truthfully, like they're just filming stuff on their phone that's on a tripod from a distance while they're at the shooting range. Like right. it doesn't look, you know, quite as sexy. Um, so then in that case, would it be, well, so that would be two different videos for just the classes. Right, just the, for the classes. What about the products? You say two different? Yeah, two different yeah. types of commercials that are for specifically the classes. For each class? Two for each class? I think that you could do two that are, one, I think that the first one is definitely for the beginner's introductory class is that more sentimental, like targeting people who are hesitant mm. to own a gun but are interested, right? And then the comedic one that again has like a more fun, lighthearted tone would be people who are definitely committed, invested gun owners. So, so that, that would be the intermediate and up audience. Up, yeah. Um, although I will say, doing the comedic route to me, that's not going to have the professional appeal toward again higher ups inside of an organization. So like if if our if our more private um, top tier advanced class is really targeting local law enforcement you almost need something that's a little bit more crisp and professional for that audience. Well, that takes it seriously because I think that, again, like they take what they do in their field and being a gun owner seriously. If anything, that could just be a, um, like, 
like all the army ones where it's a bunch of just like b-roll of like army guys like getting out of a boat and like you know run down the street with it's all cinematic. yeah like cinematic but yeah and that could be the <coughs> advanced one of like right. i don't know actually showing people in that environment even lo like local law enforcement can be in the advanced right and Oh. Well, and I can't help but I feel, see, and I'll say this, like, I get where you're coming from with that, but I almost feel like, so the other two ads to me play on emotions, like different types of emotions. One is, like, the relatableness of the comedy and feeling like, hey, I, this brand gets me. And the other one is a more dramatic, like, again, this brand gets me, but in a more serious tone. Mm -hmm. I think that the third one should be more like a direct authoritative connection to a figure. Like, I feel like if you're if you're in that advanced class, right, like if you're a professional in the industry, it's less about it's less about feeling good when you watch the video. And it's more about who is the person and why do I trust that they should be my instructor? Like, mm -hmm. I'm a professional. I already do this. I already know a lot about it. Like, what makes this class something that is beyond what I already know? Mm -hmm. And I think that that's more about the person that's coaching you and feeling a direct connection to them. So, not necessarily like a celebrity endorsement, but just a message from the instructor that would be instructing you. Yep, I think so. I think that the advanced class advertisement would have to be done with the instructor from the advanced class speaking directly to the audience. Yeah. And the other two, I think, would be more like traditional commercial advertisements where they'd tell some sort of story that's compelling um, that the audience can personally relate to. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then that would... That would then be three. <laughs> right, but those are going to be higher in ads. Like, I'll personally say this, like, the first two, especially if they're going to be narrative and they're going to involve actors and there need to be shot at locations, like, which it sounds to me like they would. Uh, and there's going to be a lot of pre-production involved, like writing and storyboarding and revising scripts and doing all this, you know, paperwork preemptive to the shoot. Uh, I would say that those, those high-end ads are probably going to already eat up, like, a a healthy percentage of the budget. Like those each could be like 20,000. Now, what I will say is they'll last, right? Like mm -hmm. you're gonna produce that ad and it's gonna last you the next year. So they're gonna rerun those two ads as paid advertisements on all across all their platforms and platforms they're not already using um, for the next year. And then they'll redo them at the top of the year each year mm -hmm. would be the smartest way to do it. So two professional, like twenty dollars to $25,000 ads, and then the talking head one that is a more serious speaking directly to the police demographic, I think that that one would be a little more affordable. It's probably going to be about like somewhere around that 8000 to 10000 range, I think. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that could be like some talking head with some B-roll footage again of you know him, the instructor, practicing and showing the intimacy of him working with a professional in that world and sh showing how he actually produces results with them. Mm -hmm. Because that's the big thing is you gotta, you're, it's harder to sell, you have to show them you're actually able to give them results they didn't have before. Right? So then what about the products? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, so, sorry, maybe this detail would help with the products. There's one that's gonna be released in the beginning of the year. I, I believe I kind of touched on that. Mm -hmm. There are three products total. Now I'm launching for the year, so mm. it's going to be spread out. I just want to make sure. Yeah. I don't. I, I can't 
guarantee when those products are going to release, but, but like, it's going to be like free within the year. And I just want the promotional material to be ready for it and also any sort of instructional video to be ready for right. it. But, I mean, regardless of when you actually put it out there, you'd still want to shoot it. That's what I'm... Wait, what? I'm sorry, I missed it. Oh, the product. Sorry, how soon is the product coming out again? Like He's, the first... The you would want one, the then. first one to be in, like, January. All right, yes. so it needs to be filmed ahead of time. Yeah. I mean, so the... Th and I'll say this, and this is something, audience, you probably don't know about video. Um, anytime you can consolidate, it's better, right? Like, the more we can shoot in one sitting, the better. So if, like, you're going to be producing a series of product videos, if you can get the... Get each of the products all in one session and film them all on a day or two days or whatever, consecutive days, it's going to save money and it's going to make a lot more sense than breaking it up and having to film a new product like, you know, every month or every couple weeks or whatever. Right. Um, is that something that would even be an option for Cliff or does he not manufacture the products in advance of the, like far enough in advance to the launch? So we do have one product that's ready for launch, but right. the other products, the other two products that I'm launching for the year, they're still in the prototype phase, okay. so I didn't consider that. Right. Um, I. I think we should move forward with the product you have. The product we have, but you you said consolidating would help with the budgeting. Right. Is that correct? That's about that. Absolutely. Is there a direct cor correlation? Yeah. Um, so if there is, then. I guess maybe we can push yeah. that to. Um, because I believe we'll have product in, all three products definitely in for the year by the holiday season. So I'm just going to say this personally, and I don't, I'd like to hear what Matt and Ashley have to say. Like, just so you guys know, we're at $40,000 right now because out of the total 100000 for the year, we've already spent um, about, you know, 25000 on each of the two higher-end commercials, and then again about 10000 on that lower-end commercial. So there's $40,000 remaining in the budget for whatever else we do. Sounds like these product videos are kind of like, they come up here and there per the individual product and when it's going to launch, and we're not really guaranteed a consistency in that. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, <clears throat> personally, then it would make a lot more sense to me from a marketing perspective to advise our client in this instance that we could coach them through setting up their own unboxing videos and to mm -hmm. do something like that. So just strictly on like social media type of stuff. Right. I think so. I think that doing that, I mean, obviously, if they want to do product demonstrations, what I think would make more sense because of the type of products they sell is let's set aside like every, you know, at least once a quarter, maybe doing a nicer high end video where they're using multiple of their products and showcasing it with an instructor, wearing the products, talking through like tips for the gun handling while using and showing how to use the product accurately. Like, that could be a, an end-of-year thing where all the products have already been out right. and we can use all the products at the same time right. and show all of them yeah. off in one nice Well, and video. every time they do one of the videos, too, then they can talk about the newest products. Like, say, hey, you know, we just got this this last month. 
I'm using X, you know, model from da da da. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think like once a quarter we could film like a monthly segment that's a higher end that features the products, but also mostly pushes the class. Mm. And then in between that, like they should still every time they get new products and do an unboxing that is a little like lower end. Mm. That would be my perspective on it. Yeah. But Matt, Ashley, like, what are you guys thinking? I don't know how you guys buy or like what speaks to you. Mm. Food. <laughs> how do I buy? That's a good question. Um, I buy on reviews. Yeah, I don't like. Pr I don't personally care for product demos where it's like just watching the person talk through how to like use the product. Like I think in this world, if we got to see them using the product while also incentivized because they're also going to show us how to shoot a gun mm -hmm. at the same time, I think people would tune in for that. Like I think they tune in for a gun video and inside of that we mix in the education about how to use their nylon products in partnership with those weapons. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't think you do like a standalone just of using the nylon products. I feel like that's how most people do it anyway. I mean, that I've seen, but. Yeah, and I also think you've got to push the class more than anything because what happens is you want to encourage people that if they buy the nylon products, the best way for them to learn how to use them properly is going to the class. Yeah, yeah kind of like the, the, the monkey's paw? Yeah, it's yeah. A, that concept of the monkey's paw. Yeah, yeah. like you, you give them a little like, if we do the video on, on shooting, that we know they're going to watch because there's an audience for that. Um, and inside of that, you talk about your newest products and how you're using them, but you don't give them all of the information for free. Then we encourage them, hey, we, you know, class is coming up on X date. Be sure to register from the link in the description. Now they've got an incentive to get people into the class so they come in and learn better how to use those products. Mm -hmm. Or if they want to convert to using your products versus a competitor's products. Because mm -hmm. maybe they already have something they're actively using, but once they get into the class and they see you all suited up in your nice high-end nylon products, they're going to be like, fuck, why don't I have that? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think for basically $20,000, which is only half of what's left, we could produce for them, like, again, some regular monthly content. Like, once a quarter we shoot it, and then they output an episode every month of like some high-end shooting range while they're using the products and they talk about both. Mm -hmm. And then it just incentivizes, directs people to go to the class. And then they'd still have 20,000 under budget. And okay. that they could use like a small portion of that to hire us to consult on some of the stuff they're gonna do on their own more independently, like coaching them through how to start acting as influencers and doing their own vlogs. Mm -hmm. um, and doing their own unboxing videos. Yep. Nero, as Nero and not Cliff, do you have anything, <laughs> like any thoughts on any of this or anything to add? Um, no, like everything just seems extremely valid because like um, just because I follow those certain like companies and how they uh, go through marketing and promoting their material, um, like material, their their training, their products, or whatever. It all seems 
valid and I was trying to create um, Cliff as being someone that's trying to get there and like be able to compete with that. So I feel like the things that um, that were discussed are competitive to the market. Right. Um, and valid and would help Cliff and his company. Yeah, I mean, we're basically just gonna alleviate like some of what he already has to do on his own, hopefully, right. yeah. But he's still, because like people, people in this industry buy on, again, like a connection to the persona behind it, like the people who run that company mm. and how much they trust them as a professional to A, provide high-end, good quality products, but also as an instructor, like they know that this person has a level of know-how that's higher than your own. Hmm. I think that because they buy that way, more than anything on top of the advertising we do, it's important that they, as an influencer, are present. Like they have to be doing their social media and they have to be having those live streams where they're face-to-facing and talking in real time with people. Oh, right. Right. helped out somebody listening. It helped Cliff and also, <laughs> yeah, anyone who's probably in the same boat because, I mean, this is an industry that's always developing new uh, influencers and mm-hmm. new um, companies and ever-growing military-industrial complex. <laughs> so I think this is, uh, again, this came in at our rough estimates, like, would probably come in at least somewhere around 20,000 or slightly less under under the 100,000 annual budget. Yeah. Yeah, and like bringing up like the quarters and and what's available per quarter and everything. That those are the things I wanted to play with for this mock client and see yeah. if that would cause any issues or if there's ways around certain things or that it wouldn't be an issue. I mean, it sounds like they're they're home and available to shoot at least like once every quarter, if not twice. So yeah, I don't. I think it would be possible to work with their schedule. And again, if we do those advertisements, they're not going to even be featured in those ads. So those would be actors. So that'd be possible without them. So you really only need them for like what um, one shoot day per quarter regularly, and then one shoot day that's a one and done for the advertisement that's for a police academy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Problem solved. <laughs> Stamp. Stamp. Good luck, Cliff Lawson. <laughs> we wish you all the best. Right. <laughs> Anything to add on anyone else? Nope. Okay, great. Um, when are we shooting it? Yeah, when are we shooting it? <laughs> Pun intended. Well, <laughs> first shoot's oh. got to be before January. Oh, that's <laughs> right. Okay. Well, this has been fun. You want to close on out? Yeah, I'll I'll close this out. (coughs) Was that fun? Did you have fun? I feel like I did a lot of the talking. (laughs) I don't really. You normally do do a lot of the talking. It's not a bad thing. It's just you have a lot of questions. And again, it's not a bad thing. The answer is always (laughs) pre-production. Yep. That's what I learned from the short answer. Short answer. (laughs) Pre-production. Pre-production. All right. Uh, hey, look at you. You made it to the end of this podcast. Um, <laughs> we appreciate you sticking around till the end. Uh, we hope you learned a thing or two about how you can use video content uh, to be a strategic 
uh, go-to for inside your business. If you're facing challenges inside your business, you might be surprised what little creative content can do. Reach out to us by leaving a comment on SoundCloud or emailing us at info at arizonastudios.com and uh, we'll see if we can help you out. We would love to help you out because we want to help. We like doing that. We like helping people. Anyway, you'll hear us next time.